So welcome everyone uh, to this EPP group uh, talk here in the European Parliament uh, in Strasbourg on the EU single market. Uh, next year is the 30 year anniversary of this single market. January 1st, 1993 is when it uh, began with four freedoms, four basic freedoms, the free movement of people, goods, services, and capital uh, across what's now the EU 27, removing tariffs, removing non-tariff barriers, that's important too. Uh, there was a study in 2019 that showed that, um, that GDP in the, uh, across the EU is nearly 10% higher because of this uh, single market. Uh, in recent years, we've also had the digital single market. That's also another aspect. Uh, we can shop across borders. Uh, telecom is roaming free. There's just a couple of examples. We want to talk about some others uh, with uh, our guests. Uh, Arba Kokalari of Sweden. Uh, all of our guests <clears throat> are on the Internal Market and Consumer Protection Committee. Also, Andreas Schwab uh, of Germany. You're also uh, chair of the delegation for the European Economic Area, which involves some non-EU members. So that's also very important, pulling them in uh, to this single market uh, in, 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 in limited ways. Uh, Norway, Iceland, uh, Liechtenstein, and, and there's also an agreement with Switzerland. Uh, and Tomislav uh, Sokol, welcome, uh, of Croatia. You're the most recent to join uh, the EU in uh, 2013, so we hope to hear some about the benefits, the payoff of, of being part of this uh, single market. You're also going to be joining the, uh, the euro in January, uh, so, uh, and, and possibly Schengen, but we don't know yet. We hope. We hope, exactly. So uh, let's, let's kick this off on concrete accomplishments. What does this mean concretely? For us, for, for, for we Europeans, uh, this uh, uh, single market uh, and the digital single market, because there's, there, there's still work to be done. It's not a perfect single market yet, but there are already benefits. Let's talk about the benefits first. Alba. Uh, I mean, the, the big benefits for our citizens and consumers is definitely that uh, we can buy products from other countries more easily than yeah. before. Uh, we can be sure that uh, when I buy uh, toys or other things in the store online or soon online, but also mm -hmm. in, in the physical store, yeah. we can be sure that uh, the products can be have a high safety standard, uh, standards uh, on chemicals, safety, uh, which we have already decided on the EU level. And also mm -hmm. it, we, we can have more choices of products when we, when we buy. Um, let me move quickly to uh, Andreas. I want to keep running around, ma making this a roundabout here. So, uh, Andreas, uh, the single market as the most ec valuable economic, tangible economic uh, asset. Um, why is this? Because actually, I, I saw this. Uh, some people might know about this cost of non-Europe, and there was a study uh, done on that and showed that it, without the single market, we would be in uh, much less. Uh, a good shape at this point if we didn't have this single market. Yeah, but you know, we want to reach out to citizens with this debate and uh, yeah. the cost of non-Europe and the 10% are very difficult to grasp. That's so true. I think That's if true. you put nine yogurts here on the table with the European single market, you have a tense one with a different taste, with nicer fruits, with whatever you want to imagine. That's so point. this is important for, for citizens to understand that there is additional stuff yeah. for cheaper prices that you haven't had before. Now, these days, we have a lot of discussions about globalization and uh, products, uh, mm -hmm. fresh fruit uh, being transported for too long a distance. Yeah. But in Europe, I think in Sweden and in the north of Germany, 
we get uh, some fruits only um, because they are already produced in Croatia or in Italy mm. in the in the spring mm. or in, in, in winter times. Uh, also, some some stuff is arriving. So this is a much broader concept, yeah. and you cannot limit it to numbers. But for sure, the numbers uh, they matter and they prove it's a success story. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Let's move to uh, Tomislav. Uh, the vulnerabilities uh, of the single market, what are they? How can we foresee and mitigate disruptions that might jeopardize it? You know, and, and I mentioned non-tariff barriers. There are certain, you know, we've dropped the tariffs, but there are non-tariff barriers that also impede, right? Yeah, there are, uh, I, I always get to t talk about the problems, right? Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> the so, problems. So, yeah. what, so one thing that I would mention is uh, that single market has shown not to be fully equipped to deal with crisis. Okay. So, for instance, during during 2020, during the lockdown, uh, we we had a breakdown of uh, free movement of products, especially mm. medical products, medical countermeasures. That's true. Yeah. And and because some member states imposed export restrictions, so mm. there was, it, it wasn't possible to import uh, products, uh, medic, 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 medicinal products uh, in those true. countries that really needed them. We're so, trying to fix that. Though. So, so this is something yeah. that we need to fix. We have yeah. a, we have a we have new set of rules on cross border health threats, which are very important. We have the single market emergency instruments so that these things do not happen in the future. So if there is a crisis in the future that the borders are not closed and that products, especially those which are important, like mm -hmm. medical countermeasures, right. can move freely. And yeah. also the other area which I think is very important where we have not used the full potential of single market is free movement of services. So you have products, yes, we have goods uh, traveling around, we, we, can, we can have a better choice of goods uh, in, the, in stores, uh, we, can, uh, we can buy them for cheaper prices, but services like educational services, health services uh, and, and other types of services are still not really, really uh, moving as they should, and the it is estimated that to lose up to 300 billion euros wow. because of this. Okay. So I think there is a lot of potential there still. Now, I'm sorry to hit you on that right off, but it was good to get sort of the yin-yang here. Let, let's get also, though, the payoff for your country folk in, in, in Croatia uh, with this open single market. How has that benefited your country? Uh, so we have, we have record employment. Okay. And uh, and and we never, we, ha we ha didn't have such such a small unemployment for decades. Mm -hmm. So I think that is the that, that's the biggest thing. Our exporters uh, ca can export uh, freely to other member states of the EU. Mm -hmm. uh, more than seventy percent of our exports go to to other member states of the EU. So mm -hmm. this is a lot. Of, so, uh, so all of their business depends on doing business on doing business with the EU. Mm -hmm. And also within within Croatia now we have much better choice of products. So we, we can buy much much more things than. We were able yeah. to do before. We have strong competition, which means lower prices. Yeah, and I think also, you know, like like Arba, you were mentioning, it's, it's it's not only the free movement of goods, but it's also having those standards, that dependability of what you buy, uh, has this all kind of like the implicit European stamp of approval on it, um, and, and that helps consumers. That helps industries. What kind of industries uh, uh, would you say have benefited most from the single market? Maybe we can focus on, on, on Sweden if you want. So. Yeah, I would say that the single market benefits uh, all industries. I can see yeah. in my own country that the single market is a growth engine, mm. not only in Sweden, but across Europe. Mm. It creates jobs, it creates a competition, as Tomislav said, and nine out of ten jobs created in the EU today are created in the service sector, which uh, apparently now uh, is lacking from uh, being part of the single market. So. Mm. 
the, the industry that are selling goods and products have benefited on this very, very well. But we need to make sure that we cut off the, the maintaining barriers, uh, which is preventing our growth yeah. and new jobs to what's, be created. What's an example of that? I guess they're non-tariff, right? Because we dropped yeah. the tariffs. Th those are gone. But, yeah. but these non-tariff, what's that sort of? Uh, I would say that, for example, we have too much trade barriers on waste. Uh, okay. So we cannot export uh, waste as freely as we want, which mm. means the companies have less access on secondary materials, on sustainability. Uh, so if we want to be recycling, so if we want to be digital, more digital, being able to get the competition from Asia and China and the US, and also to be more sustainable, we need to cut trade barriers on the areas where uh, sustainability, green products, and also digitalization is uh, promoted. Mm -hmm. That's why we have to establish EU-wide uh, better recycling rules. I mean, the, yeah. it's interconnected a bit. Um, um, Andreas, what about um, uh, what about uh, new areas of interest? The digital single market. You know, we have that that uh, the, the Digital Services Act. I think that's part of it as well. Uh, this is something that's have developed in the in the last uh, recent years uh, about uh, speeding up this. Uh, this uh, exchange and, and business activity uh, and, and personal activity on, on, on the web. And this is a very important part of, well, of the single market, isn't it? Well, the, the, the unique chance we have is that we can skip the problems that Arba and Tomislav have described in a new area where member states have not yet that many laws. And we can really start from zero with EU laws covering everything. Good point. Like that, we avoid any discussion about yeah. tariffs like that we avoid everything because there is for sure plenty of problems still in the product sector as well. Mm. Services have been perfectly addressed. Mm. Internet is services, but yeah. it's not personal services. And unfortunately, there is still that sort of fear if, mm. if, if people are coming into the country with services that you don't know exactly, they have to be controlled. Yeah. With digital, this doesn't happen because it comes to your machine and the, this, the personal recognition is much more uh, uh, different. That's so true. that's a chance for Europe to show that if we harmonize everything, if we have one law for the whole single market, mm. we are much better off. Why? Because citizens from Sweden to Croatia can use the same service in the same minute. Mm -hmm. And the service providers, they know exactly that they have the same conditions for one service to be delivered all over the place. Yeah. That's economically the best. Mm -hmm. However, we have to admit, some member states' governments will have less of uh, power on this, mm -hmm. and we don't like that. But we have to do it if we want to survive economically in the world. So you're saying there are no non-tariff barriers? I mean, we have dropped geo-blocking. That, that was a main thing as far as uh, digital. Uh, but, there is but still IP there rights. There others? is still IP rights, but this is, a, I would say, a small area. We have to work on this. But generally speaking, the big picture is on digital, we can start with one rule fits it all. Yeah. That has some shortcomings, mm. but the economic advantages are so big that we should focus on this mm. and not complain on the difficult little small points that some people may have. Yeah, uh, uh, Thomas, so what, what, um, what about digital services and, and, and the digital market for a country like Croatia? What, what opportunity do you see there, there in the single market? Yeah, th I, I think the, the first co-benefit are consumers because mm -hmm. now they will have much bigger, much bigger choice, choice of, of services because mm -hmm. the market mm -hmm. would open up. I think that's the crucial thing. That's the crucial point of having digital market sector that we really open up the market so that it's not controlled by, but a few, uh, by a few big players. Mm -hmm. And when the market opens up, then the prices and the quality should, should go up. And, mm -hmm. the and the choice, the offer, the possibilities that, that you have to choose uh, different services are something that the Croatian consumers uh, 
consumers will strongly benefit. Now, what about tangible benefits now that we've seen uh, since, since you joined the single market in, uh, in 2013? Right? That, uh, uh, it's almost a decade now. What what uh, payoff can you can you talk about on the digital side for for the average Croatian? Yeah, I, uh, if, I mean when you speak of when you speak of the di of the di of the digital side, obviously there are, there are a lot of Croatian small companies also okay. who who are who are who digital companies, IT companies. This mm. market is uh, this sector is now getting stronger in Croatia. Now they can right. benefit from all the benefits of the of the, of the single yeah. of the single market without the geo blocking. Without, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So this right. so so this, so this is something which is definitely good. Of course, we don't have such a strong industry as Germany, for instance. Yeah. So it's maybe not that visible, but a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of sectors in Croatia have really benefited also from the for having this for having the digital single market. Yeah. Okay, um, let me uh, do a, a quick round, I guess, in the next few minutes as we as we wrap up. What's your what's your favorite uh, benefit out of, a, of, the, of the digital single market? Well, personally, my favorite is the roam like home function and ah, data yeah. roaming because we are usually traveling back and forth from between EU different yeah. uh, different EU which countries. Lots of Europeans do. That's, which that's lots great. of exactly. The so borders fall it, when it, comes it to really that. enables uh, the free movement on mm -hmm. uh, on digital. But yeah. I think if we're going to be successful in the upcoming thirty years, we need to continue to cut barriers and to yeah. see the technological development will. Uh, make Europe thrive and mm -hmm. we have to open, be open to that and not see that as a dangerous thing or uh, or do protectionism to yeah. to stop it right now, that's true because there there how, how do you overcome that kind of fear is among some people either for their lives or their jobs or whatever but uh, it's important to talk about those benefits and that's what we're talking about now and that's why there's going to be a hearing in the European Parliament uh, on that Andreas your, your, your favorite part of a benefit of the single market and maybe a quick word on the path ahead. Well, my favorite example is unfortunately an example where you have to conclude that it could be done better because uh, when Romania and uh, Bulgaria joined the single market, I, I was very much aware because I know a Romanian family mm. that they all wanted to buy second-hand cars from Germany okay. because they were so cheap, so good, they all wanted to buy them. Sure. And then the Romanian government has made a law that has created an extra tax on second-hand cars from uh -oh. other countries to protect the market. Uh -oh. And such stuff, unfortunately, shows that citizens are sometimes much smarter than we think, <laughs> and governments want to stop them from using the full potential of the single yeah. market, which is a pity. I personally like very much, because all the virtual effects are, are difficult to grasp, I very much like that in my little supermarket there are Italian sausages, Croatian specialties every week, something else yep. that you have not had 30 years ago. And yep. this is the huge benefit for everyone. Right, right. Absolutely. Good point. Good point. Tomislav, your, your, your fave when it comes to single market and the path ahead. Yeah, I'll mention two things. So we, we actually didn't mention much free movement of persons, which is also That's very true. important. That's <laughs> true. Uh, for instance, I did my master and PhD at K11 in Belgium. And uh, and this is, I think, a very good example of what what the single market does for you because you can yeah. go you can go and live, work, and study in other member states under the same conditions as citizens of that state. And I think this is something which is very, very beneficial. I personally had great benefits uh, out of that. And also one thing that uh, when you speak of the path ahead, but that's also something very practical. So mm. from 2024, we'll have single uh, uh, charger for mobile fo phones, for mobile devices. Yes. 
Good after point. that, Good all, point. Uh, just some, approved. Just approved. Yeah, some yeah. point, uh, sometime after that, also for uh, for laptops, and I think that that is a really good example, so that we don't have to mess around by have this uh, th these different types of of chargers lying around uh, lying around the house all the time, mm -hmm. and also that's very good for environment because we will reduce the amount of waste that we are now producing. So I think that is also something very tangible, very beneficial, uh, and very beneficial uh, result of the single market. Okay. Um and a little bit more on the path ahead. What do we have to do? Especially on these non-tariff barriers. You know, some people will say, oh, single market? What digital single market when it comes to certain of these barriers? Yeah, I mean, there are, uh, member states have become more and more, how should I put it, um, creative in, in developing yeah. ba barriers like, which are not that visible. Yeah, like they, they use the car tax over there. Yeah, yeah for instance, because in the end, we have, so, so there are no customs, no, no, no measures having equivalent effect, no quotas, etc. But there are always mm. some, kind, some ways which, which member states use, which are not called barriers or quotas, etc., but which can have a detrimental effect to, to free movement. So yeah. things like that always exist. They will always exist, but it, but it is the, the job of the Commission, but also of us and the yeah. European Court of Justice to control it and to uh, and to penalize those who impose them. But I think, but I think in general, this is mm. they will always exist to some extent, but mm. I think this is not something which is that important. And I think that that uh, all of the benefits that we gathered from the single market outweigh the problems that still lay. I, I just had a, a final thought. What about um, this hearing coming up in the European Parliament on the on the on the single market? Uh, what what do you hope to see come out of that out of, the, out of that hearing? Probably some calls to change things, right? that we need to prioritize the single market because yeah. that's the thing that's going to help us go through the economic crisis mm. that we are seeing now uh, coming up in many European countries. We right. need to focus on growth and prioritizing the single market. Yeah. Cutting trade barriers will make us go through that crisis. Yeah, and I think it's, it's kind of a, um, uh, an awareness-raising thing because yeah. I think a lot of people take this so much for granted. They don't even think about the single market. Um, Andres, what do you hope to see come out of that hearing? Parliament? Well, I think, as Arba said, we should probably be aware of what we have achieved. Yeah. Because we can for sure improve there and this a bit, but this will not change anymore the basic picture. And the basic picture, I think, is that citizens have got much more freedom that they ever had before. Yeah. And member states have granted that only because they were convinced in the 90s about the huge economic benefits. Without these benefits, that freedom for citizens to go wherever you want, as Tomislav has explained, yeah. would not have happened. And like yeah. that, Europe is also fun. Yeah, yeah. It's like that old 60s songs, don't it, don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you got till it's gone? Yeah. Tomislav, what do you hope to see come out of that hearing? Yeah, I also would like to raise awareness in the in the parliament, in the institutions where, where we work about the single market, how important it is. Because as you said, now it's taken for granted. We discuss a lot of things which are important, but we discuss a lot of global things which are maybe not that important, which are not impacting the life of citizens, mm. uh, everyday life of citizens that much. But single market is, is the basis for the entire European integration is the basis for all European policies, for the freedom that Andreas mentioned, and we should work to, to even strengthen it more, but we should also be proud of what we achieved so far. It's the basis, it's a cornerstone, it's very important. Um, thanks to Arba, Andreas, Tomislav uh, for the CPP group uh, talk here in the European Parliament. Uh, ha uh, hashtag uh, EPP group, at, at EPP group uh, for uh, 
uh, looking any further uh, for what is uh, going on, the activities of the EPP Group, also eppgroup.eu, keep that in mind. So, my name is Chris Burns, we'll see you next time.